Welcome back to the Goalie Corner presented by One Stop Goaltending. I'm Michael Hales and I'm here with Billy Cawthorn again. Now, Billy, today we're going to talk about a subject that I, we both, I think, hold pretty dearly uh, to our heart in the sense of we've been through a lot and I feel like we both know that uh, to be good at something, you need to have adversity. So today I want to pick your brain about how, how to overcome adversity or how should we look at adversity itself? Um, do you want to just jump right in? Yeah. Um, I just think it's important to realize that not everybody's journey is the same. And at the end of the day, like no matter who you are, you're going to have a go through a tough time. You, even if you're, if you're a really, really good player or a goalie, if you're a really, really good goalie and, you know, you're making the top teams all the time, you're not going to get shut out every game. You're going to get scored on. So I think it's important to just to realize, like, when tough times are coming, you need to be able to bounce back. That sounds like a wrap. Thank you for listening to The Goalie Corner, presented by One Stop Goaltending. I'm Michael Hales, and we'll catch you next week. <laughs> just kidding. But I'm happy that you used that example uh, for adversity in the sense of, even if you're on the top team every year, there's still adversity is different for everybody. Right. So I have here two main types of adversity that are very relevant for this time of the season. Uh, the first one being getting cut or released from a team. Now, if you were a part of the tri formula that uh, Intermind sports and one stop goaltending did, we don't like to use the word cut or re released. We like the word, uh, a different assignment or you have a new opportunity with a different team. Another way of looking at it uh, that we talked about was whatever team you land on or end up on that team wants you. Right. So if you made the top team, it's because they wanted you. If you made the tier three team, which in some people's cases is like the third team the third level that team wants you there that's why they selected you i for me that that kind of changed the way i looked at it instead of not making tier two or tier one i landed on a team that truly wants me and just knowing that it kind of makes it more fun and exciting to be on that team right they want you and i want to be there does that make any sense billy yeah, no, <clears throat> excuse me. No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's important to remember that you are, you are where you're going to be for a reason. But I also, I'm, I'm an OBS kind of guy and I don't, you know, how, am I, how do I put this nicely? I think if, if you're getting, if you get released or you get, you know, cut or whatever it is, you, you can't be taking that stuff to heart. Like it's a business, um, even at the minor hockey level, I, I learned that the hard way that, you know, it's, it's kind of a business. Like, you know, those, those coaches, they want, I don't know, they're competitive. They want to win and they want to represent minor hockey well. So it's just kind of the way it is. So you need to realize that it's not a personal attack on you. It's, it's the, it's a matter of fact that each team has two goalies and there's more than two goalies that try out every single season. So, okay, so let me, let me pick your brain about this for a second. Yeah. So you said minor hockey is a business. 
right? Mm-hmm. Behind the scenes, definitely. How do we get rid of almost, not, maybe not get rid of, but for a U11 or U13 goalie, we don't want them to think business-like, right? We still want them to have fun. So instead of looking at it like a business from Adam Peewee age, let me change the topic here. Not the topic, okay. but no. let me let me go a different way. I think I know what you're saying. You have you me. have you ever been cut, Billy? Yeah, lots. Okay. Were you cut in Adam and Peewee? No. Okay, what ages were you cut in? Uh, Bantam Midget and Junior. Bantam Midget, okay. Let's stick with minor hockey, so Bantam and Midget. Okay. Did you still play Junior? Yeah. Did you? Are you still at college? Yeah. So did it really matter that you got cut? No. What did you learn from being cut or released? I mean, honestly, I I just learned that I I did one thing I did learn was I play the game because I love it, and it's not just about at the end of the day if I want to keep if like I, I I'm trying to be be nicer, but at the end of the day, if I want to keep playing, I'm I'm gonna have to keep pushing forward and and like because I enjoy it, you know. Right, but you kind of hinted at another thing where. If you want to keep pushing forward, that fun has to be there first. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? Now, if someone asked me if I've ever been cut, same answer. Oh, yeah, tons. What did I learn from it? Well, I took I took away from the tryouts or the tries with a little bit more understanding of myself. Did I leave everything out there for that weekend or a week or this season? It seems to be a month. Every practice, did I go in it knowing what I wanted to do or did I just show up? So if I got released from a team and we had 10 on ice sessions and I truly went hard for six of them, okay, well, I know why I didn't make the team that I wanted to. Right. Where I'm going with this is this is kind of the first step of making it far. It's the first hurdle in a lot of people's careers and a lot of people's lives. Like you can't get cut from school. Like when you're nine years old, the only thing that fights back is hockey, I think, or other sports. And if you don't make the team, it's how are you going to handle yourself mm-hmm. for the next season? I always, it always kind of lit a fire, fire under my butt in the sense of, okay, I'm going to work a little bit harder this season and I'm going to prove to people why I think they made the wrong choice or I'm going to dominate where I'm playing now. So now instead of being a decent goalie on a, a high level team, I'm going to be the best goalie on a lower level team. Who do you think gets a little bit more traction? Yeah, 100%. I mean, at the end of the day, you need to play. And that's that's also a big thing. Eh? Like, how kids like coaches, you need to play. Like, I mean, even at my level, you see a lot of guys, like, bouncing around. And it's because they want to play. But it's also because if you're a third goalie on a team or even a backup, like, it's pretty hard to move on to the next level if, if you're not playing all the time. So, 
Um, I mean, obviously, like in your first years or like first year midget, first year bantam, whatever, peewee, it is like, yeah, it's a lot harder. Like if the, the older guy obviously has more experience, but those are the those are also the years where you need to put in like that extra work like Michael's talking about so that for the next season, you know, you're going to be ready. Exactly. Right. It doesn't mean it's the end of the road. If you get released or cut and you're U13 and peewee, my man, you got that's the beginning of hockey. I don't totally. remember. I don't remember playing a game before Peewee. No, to be totally. honest with you, me neither. Honestly, also like, and I don't. I also just say this: in my first year bantam, I made the team. In my second year bantam, I played house hockey. So it, even for like, sec, if you're in your second year and like things don't work out, like at the end of the day, you need to put yourself. You need to bet on yourself. That's the big, big advice for me. Is I don't. I, I've, I've kind of learned this the hard way, but if you just sit there and beat yourself up, you're just going to start going backwards. Yeah. And that's falls into like positive self-talk, right? Mm-hmm. But continuing on, continuing on a little bit, Billy, you've, how many years of house hockey did you play? Uh, two. Okay. Do you remember anyone that played above you in those two years? Do I remember who? Yeah. Okay, where are they playing now? They don't play hockey. They don't play hockey. So we can honestly say that when you got cut down to house, it didn't really affect your career. It did no. positively, I think we could say, in the mindset and the work ethic, but the longevity of your career, it didn't affect it. Mm-hmm. Okay. I played house hockey until I was in Bantam. Yeah, and I even know a guy that played house hockey in Midget and ended up getting a scholarship to Yale. So, yeah. So, I think where we're going with this is sometimes being the top goalie on the top team, it's not really the end all be all because they're used to getting that not free ride or pass, but they're used to getting what they want. They don't have the grit. They don't have the determination. They don't have the years and years of being told, oh, maybe next year. That kind of forms a chip on someone's shoulder and forces them to work hard and try to just be more consistent. Or when it's game time, you just show up because I have something to prove. Let me show you why I think I'm better than this guy. Or let me show you why I'm the best goalie in my head in my mind 100 percent, and then uh, along the way too like if if you are a guy that's making those teams you better know there's other people behind you coming hard and putting that extra effort too and that's you know that's when you see the guys that really really move on because they know that there's always someone better ready to catch them and it, it is really crazy throughout minor hockey not just in my hometown but in other hometowns now at the level I'm at, when I look around at the guys I'm playing against and the guys on my team, most of those guys have gotten cut somewhere along the way. And secondly, they they loved the game, but they also understood that they that other people are pushing them. Even like in our team practices or we're playing against other teams and, you know, other teams in the league. And every guy in our league 
is either, it's either 50-50. 50 percent of guys are there for school. 50 percent of their guys are there to play pro hockey. So if you think take 50 percent of the guys in our entire league, that's a lot. And then you, I play Canadian college, so you think about uh, you know the states and all that. So then when you take it to minor hockey, like think how many minor hockey associations there are. So if you're a top guy in your association, you just got to remember there's thousands of other goalies trying to put, strive to to be the best as well. Right. And that kind of falls along the lines of, of uh, training like the 1%. And the 1% are the people who make the NHL. Now, a little bit of a... Uh, what I'm trying to say is it's kind of adversity to be on that top team too. If you, if you let it, right? 100%. That. Billy, I'm, I'm right there with you, right? You got to be working twice as hard as... as if you're the top guy, right? Let's say minor hockey has a starter and backup goalie instead of switching in and out every game. If you're the starting goalie, you have to be working twice as hard as your backup goalie. Right? Just because if you take a day off and you slip up, or if you slip up for a whole week, you just lost your job. You just lost the net. Right. The only thing, the only thing us goalies want is the net. Yeah. I don't like, so if this goes right into the second line of adversity that I have here, and it's, it's adversity of the goalies around you. Okay. So the way I want to go with it is external people telling you, Oh, did you see so-and-so they got a shutout last game? That's awesome. Or do you see so-and-so in tryouts? They're looking pretty good. It's like, why do you even listen to that crap? For 100%. Me. But no, I, also. But I, I want to go back to what you were talking about just because I like it so much. When you make a team, now you don't feel this sort of pressure in minor hockey per se, but when you get older, you want to be the guy. How do you become the guy? You outwork your teammate. If you outwork your teammate, they only have one option, and that's you. For the big mm-hmm. games, who are they going to go with? The guy who just showed up or the guy who put in extra work? Mm-hmm. Anyways, you go. What were you going to no, say? I, I was just going to say like about like people telling you, talking about other players or talking about, oh, this guy, like even like, like, especially once you get to my age, everything's online. I can go look at every single roster in my league right now. I didn't, we haven't even played a game yet. We played one game, but exhibition. Like, and it's just like you—you you can't get caught up in what other people are saying, whether that's in your minor hockey association or whether that's outside of your minor hockey association or your league or whatever. The like the way I look at it is, it's you against yourself. No one. It doesn't matter what anyone else does. But another thing that I, I Mike might not disagree with might disagree with me on this, but you gotta you gotta have some quiet confidence or humility, you know. I think as as a as a guy that's started and backed up and been scratched as a goalie, you I think one of the biggest things that I've improved on as I've grown just gotten a little more mature is being not necessarily being happy for the other guy. But like if, if the guys if the guy plays unreal, all my I'm talking about my own team, I'm not just gonna like ignore him, you know? Like, hey, good job, man. But that doesn't mean that at practice I'm not gonna be pushing to take his job, you know? 
Yeah. And I'm not saying you got to be, um, I'm going to use Lori's term, but a baby wawa, wow, or a poopy pants to your teammate. You want the healthy competition, but there's only one net in the game. And exactly. it's not just going to be given to you. you what I'm I, saying is that humility will make you a better goalie because you, because it's you against yourself. It's not, it's not exactly. you against anybody. Exactly. It doesn't matter who your teammate is. It doesn't matter who you're playing against. Fact yeah. is you guys are both on the same ice surface with other, the same team or against each other. And so why, way, does it, why does it matter you, if, who played rink prep or OHA prep or who played in the WHL? Who, who cares? You guys are on the same ice surface. So whatever they did in their career, it landed them in the exact same spot you are. Exactly. And the biggest thing I'll say about that is even like whether you're starting or backing up, you need to know, like, huh, I had, I had it. I had it. Like, I think where you're going with this is at the end of the day, you're still playing a team game. And yes, being a goalie is very individual based team. Like, it's an individual position on a team sport, right? It's like a quarterback. It's like a pitcher or a catcher. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you want the team to win. And if you're being kind of a, a dinkhead um, and you're upset when the team wins and you're not in net, you're not being a good teammate. And that shows up. 100%. And that's, that's not exactly what I was going with it. That's 100% right. But they, what I was going to say is whether you're starting or backing up, there's even for like players there's there's one person you know and i'm not saying be selfish but like you need to get better either that's what i was that's where i was going with that no matter what even if you're in the nhl you could be the best goalie in the world or player in the world like well, look at Sidney crosby you know you still need to get better there's no in the game of hockey there's no being perfect that's totally true and I think the guys that are on the top or at the top of every league, especially in the NHL and pro hockey, they want to stay the best mm-hmm. because they have the standard of being the best. And I, I feel like we're talking in circles in the sense of if you feel like there's adversity with your goalie partner or within your association of um, who makes what team in 10 years, it's not going to matter who made it at, at peewee or bantam or midget level because, because true development starts at home, what you eat, how you sleep, excuse me, the extra stuff that you do. Right. Yeah. Last week's episode, we had Christian Fry on, and he talked about, I think it was his goalie partner, or it was his one of his goalies in a in a junior team. He did foot exercises to strengthen his feet. When was the last time you heard anything about that? Mm. I mean, not very often, but I usually roll my feet out before every every time I skate. Yeah, no, it but actually, th- this guy was strengthening the muscles in his feet, not just rolling it out. Right? 
Like that's that's going above and beyond. That's being disciplined and dedicated. 100%. So at the end of the day, if you feel like you have adversity, it's because you do. You're never going to get rid of adversity. But just know if it's a one-on-one battle, it should be you versus the puck or you versus you from yesterday. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. you versus the guy at the other end of the ice. What do you mean? If it's a one, you should you should really be doing your foot muscles. Your foot, yeah, yeah, and, and don't don't uh, simp out on the foot exercises <laughs> <laughs> or the ankle rotations. Yeah, that's the last thing you want. Twisted no. ankle. Billy, I feel like we touched uh, each topic there pretty well on adversity. Yeah, I loved it. I just have one last point here. Um, okay, perfect. Whatever, like, wherever you're playing, if you're listening to this right now, you're better than you think you are. And that is one thing that I am working on every single day. And I don't mean that in, like, a, a cocky way, but I mean that when you go to bed at night or when you wake up in the morning, I want you to look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm going to be a good goalie today because you probably skate. Like a lot of us skate almost every day and you're going to get scored on. You're going to not have best practice every single day, but it doesn't mean you're a bad player. You like the the next day you're going to be better. And that's, that's just a huge point for me because I used to beat myself up every day that I wouldn't, you know, if I got cut or if I wouldn't have a perfect practice, I'd just beat myself up. But in reality, the only reason I'm playing college hockey is because I fought through that adversity, but also because I was better than I actually thought it was. And sometimes I just need to sit back and be like, Hey, I'm right where I need to be. And that, that calmness and that, just that, that, that humility will, it will just relax you on the ice. Like I know sometimes as goalies, we can get like super tense or super stressed out. And like, I mean, to be honest for me, that's when I'm getting sniped. Like I'm just getting picked. If I'm like stressed, you're like, I need to stop everything. Like, just relax. You're better than you think you are, and you're going to get through it. I like that. I think, why don't we change a few people's self talk habits here? So instead of saying, if Billy and I were goalie partners, I am going to be friendly with him. Don't get me wrong. But in my mind, he isn't better than me. I am the best goalie in my mind. And that's how I want you to phrase it to yourself. So when you wake up and you look in the mirror, remind yourself, you are the best goalie in your mind. That means no one can compete with you in your mind. What we're doing here is providing self-confidence in your own ability. If you had a shaky day, that's okay. Every goalie has shaky days. Going back to... A few things my dad used to tell me. I've had two goalies in the NHL that I truly disliked. And yes, they both played for Vancouver. One was Dan Cucci. And the other was Roberto Roberto Luongo. My dad, after coming off a great week or great training session, and I was feeling pretty high on myself, my dad would go, Hey, remember, your best day isn't as good as these two goalies' worst days yet. Keep pushing to catch up to them, right? So that was humbling for me. But in my mind, I was there. 
already. I kind of have the same point, and I can touch on it, but, like, like, there's goalies in my league that played five years in the Western League, and I need to remember, like, man, their worst day is still probably better than my best day because they, they've played games in the American Hockey League. Like, that's sick. But I'm just that is sick, it. but, but I also, also need to, yeah, where I'm going with this is it doesn't matter because we're in the exact same league. Exactly. So just because they played in the A doesn't mean that they're better than you. Yeah. They just had a different opportunity than you. Exactly. Right. Some people might look at it as, okay, they peaked and now they're coming back down where we look at your career and you're constantly getting better statistically and where you're playing. So you haven't peaked yet. You're still rising. Always on the rise, baby. Always on the rise. 1% better every day. Okay. Train like the 1%. I'm going to put those on shirts. I like that. Do you have anything else to add, Billy? No, I was just going to say, you know, to all your young young puck stoppers and parents out there, just wish you, wish you a great season. I know it's exciting that COVID's over. Or, well, not, COVID's not over, but this whole... <laughs> You know, isolation. Disclaimer, COVID's not over. But, like, the whole no hockey season thing seems like it's coming to an end and just really exciting to be back on the ice, I know, for me, and I'm sure it is for, for everybody else, too. Yes. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Goalie Corner presented by One Stop Goaltending. If you have any questions or any topic ideas, please reach out to us by email at thegoaliecorner at gmail.com or you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at one stop goaltending. See you next time.